Hey, HBs. Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two long-distance best friends stay connected across the country by reading romance novels and recapping them together. This week is part one of The Wall of Winnipeg and Me by Mariana Zapata. Let's do it. Hi, Erin. Hey, Melody. Can I just tell you real quick that you look positively radiant. Luminescent. And I would say uh, stylish. Stylish? Stylish, yeah. Is it the um, incredibly old lady looking, uh, what is this even called? Shower cap that I'm wearing? You know what? If I were to really nail it down, because I'm, I'm, I want to guess at what you're doing. Just to uh-huh. just to, over here, I would just want to guess. Uh huh. I'm thinking this is the curly girl doing a deep moisture mask look. I'm trying. I don't yeah. know what to do. You know, like two years ago, <laughs> I got a mermaid wavy perm, and uh-huh. it looked fantastic. Like you can vouch for this. It looked yeah. really good. This time, I got it, and it looks like total it's like a complete just nest of straw and like and it's not my hairdresser's fault i it's not her fault it's my fault because there's still it was bleached it was bleached oh and i came to her and i said melissa i've been conditioning i've been eating right i've been rubbing (laughs) crystals on this i've been doing all my chants I've been meditating. I've been doing everything right. Every possible mantra. Yeah. I've been singing to it and (laughs) lullabies at night, you know. And I'm like, tell me it's healthy enough for one of those beautiful mermaid perms. And she's like, I don't know, yo. Like, I'm not totally confident that it is. And I was like, just do it. And um, it... It mayhaps wasn't. Oh, God. It is just... uh, fucking rat's nest of oh. terrible and you're trying to tell me all these tips are like throw out your brushes don't ever shampoo it i got this thing i didn't I'm know sorry. i it's sounded not just... like that yes Golly. you do i'm sorry <laughs> that wasn't a good that wasn't an impression of you hmm. but i got this thing in i don't know like september it's been at least yeah, five weeks it, i was gonna say a month ago ish yeah four or five weeks i haven't shampooed it once oh not one time it's been just conditioner in this hair and still it's the driest tumbleweed there's ever been (laughs) not a hint of oil is being made by this scalp so it's not like i'm just shampooing it like it was when it was straight and i'm just expecting it to be normal i just don't know what to do i haven't been brushing it i don't know I don't know. Well, I think that doing, so you already told us on the cult that you ordered a microfiber towel. Really important. I did. I just used it for the first time just now. Excellent. Yeah. No terry cloth should ever hit your hair. Never. Yeah. If you, I didn't if know you that. forget your microfiber towel, then pick up a t-shirt because a t-shirt Ooh, works just fine. A t-shirt. Yes. If you're traveling and you forget your microfiber towel, just that pick up one of your old t-shirts. $30. Would have no, been saved. no, microfiber is a little bit better. Okay. okay um, also, okay. it it means less laundry for you because if you have like leftover conditioner in your hair, you can't really wear the t shirt. You know, 
Sure. And then travel with your pillowcase, your silk or satin pillowcase, or get a scarf. I bought the silk pillowcase, and then I bought a real fancy silk hair hat. Get it, girl. So a yes. little silky hat that cost me way too much, but it was real adorable. And so that's coming in the mail from anthropology for no reason. There's no that's reason right. I should have spent that much money, but it's coming. I dig it. So this is good. Doing the shower cap situation, really good. If you can sit under a hairdryer for a little while just to heat up your hair so that the follicles open while you have the mask in, like before you rinse it out, that would be Mm -hmm. a good idea. And then if you plop, that also helps sometimes. What's a plop? After you get out of the shower, you've you've brushed your hair in the shower, Uh you put your your leave-in conditioner in and then you put whatever gel you're using like whatever product to keep it keep the curls together you put that in Uh uh-huh and then you flip your head over you use your microfiber towel to push like all of your hair up onto your head and you basically turban it for like Mm -hmm. half an hour or so until your hair is much drier but it keeps the curls smushed while they're drying a little bit so that they're more springy when they dry the rest of the way. Interesting. That might help. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. So those are just my cursory tips. All right. Well, I switched from, I was trying the not your mother's something, something wavy, something cream gel or something like that. Uh-huh. And I just, I just purchased the Diva Curl Archangel gel, Good. which I think is probably better. So we'll see yeah, what happens. Well, and Diva Curl won't have any silicones in the products. You can never Neither ever. Neither does not your mother's. But I'm, I'm just saying yeah. that the silicone is a no-no because you can't. The only thing that will take that out is a sulfate product, a sulfate shampoo <sighs> or like a clarifying shampoo. And that's not good for curls. I just don't know. I've got to take these engagement photos and I'm like, You're I'm stressing. beautiful. Just go to your hairdresser and she'll fix it right i can't just go to my hairdresser i've been out of town for four weeks straight she doesn't have like i don't know when i'm gonna be able to i'm just i'm like i'm losing my mind i can't i don't even have <laughs> anything to wear i don't know what to do hbs go on the cult and tell me what to wear for my engagement <laughs> photos i don't know what to do <laughs> i'm just gonna show up in a t-shirt and just be like just do it i don't know I don't know how. You can do some some jeans and a sweater or something, isn't it? <sighs> Fucking cold there already. <laughs> yeah, I can do a sweater. The problem is I gotta do like laundry. It's just a lot. It's just I a hear lot. You. It's a lot. I know, it's you've been lot. traveling a ton. But that's so almost much. over too. Yeah. I should be here for a little bit. Anyways. All right. Did you read a book this week? I have read <laughs> several actually. I read several books this week. But I <laughs> yeah, read one you? in particular. Uh-huh. And that is The Wall of Winnipeg and Me by Mariana Zapata. Did you read that book? Question I mark? did. Yay! I did. I read it when I was in Kansas two weeks ago. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Here we go, guys. So I have a couple of disclaimers because I know that there are a lot of Mariana Zapata fans out there. And I, this is the first Mariana Zapata I've been able to read. I plan on reading many more because we I have want to read. To know. We have to read. Oh, from Lukov with Love. Uh, right? From Lukov with Love. And we have to read, I think it's Under Lock is in our, we have That's two right. more in our lineup. So it's mandatory. Yeah. yeah. And I am legitimately excited about those. Yes. However, I have a couple of disclaimers. First of all, if anybody knows me, they probably could guess that the term slow burn would not be one of my favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> 
I'll burn all the time. More burn. More burn. More burn. Third degree. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> yeah. So more is more. The Melody more Carlisle is motto. More. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, slow burn. I like them sometimes, but the other thing is, is that if it is a slow burn, I'm gonna need the biggest payoff a romance author has ever given me. I need you to make it worth my while. Mm-hmm. And so this, these are things <laughs> these are things that impacted my enjoyment of this particular novel. Uh-huh. My other thing was that in my romance, especially like the past two weeks, I don't think we're great timing for this book because some stressful things were happening that had nothing to do with the podcast or anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted like an escape book. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this book like actually lined up with my personal experience. Like the heroine makes a lot of quinoa. She make, makes you so make you make quinoa. a lot of quinoa. I do. And so does she. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she also is like under Sorry. this crazy amount of student loan debt. And oh, it yeah, took yeah, me yeah. back to a place where I was in a crazy amount of student loan debt and like trying to is, negotiate that. So was Naledi, because I was thinking about that while reading this. I'm like But she didn't talk about it constantly. True, true, true. She true, did true, not true. talk about it constantly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And between the vegan cooking and the constant talk of student loans, and then the hero not actually seeming very nice to her for a good three quarters of the book. He wasn't nice, and he, but he, and he wasn't unnice. He wasn't. He was. It was a just a just a nothing. Actually, nothing burgers. You hit it on the head when we texted because I was like, I texted Ooh, and I was I like, say? do you like book? And you were like, because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times we, we text in Muppet speak, even if we're not actually in I'm all so caps. I'm so glad that when I, <laughs> when I can convert somebody else to Muppet text, <laughs> yeah. it makes me so happy. I've gotten David pretty much all the way there. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely did this to me. So I said, like do you book? like book? Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and you were like, I'm really enjoying our first neurodiverse hero. Oh, yes. I forgot I told you that. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, I'm only 52% of the way through. Is that true or is that a joke? And you were like, like, it could be both. It is both. (laughs) because It is both true. It is both a joke. Not that I would make fun of somebody for being neurodiverse. That's not what I'm trying to imply. It's just she never says this guy's autistic. Right. But I think he definitely super duper is because I, I kept i definitely think he he's on the spectrum somewhere yeah. or he could be i kept waiting for the explanation of like why he is this way right you know personality wise he is right. this way and we never really got there i mean we got some explanations of some things in his past but nothing that makes him just treat people this way and focus on things with like the laser focus that he does yeah. and the routines that he must have every day like those yes. sorts of things and never the quite obsessive explained. commitment to something the way right. that when he latches on especially like he doesn't pick up on any of the social cues he gives her when they have conflicts right he will not let things go he's like no but I want to talk about it. And she's like, the last thing I want to do right now is talk about mm-hmm. it. And you need to get out of my face. And he's like, but I don't care because I have to talk about it. Right. And like, he just will not let it go. So his conflict style really made me think that. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 that's fine that it's I, I just I really 
I felt like that was kind of the only explanation for how he dealt with social relationships and also his career. But, you sure. know, I'm definitely not a uh, professional in the field of any kind of thing. So, I don't oh, know. yeah, no, but not at it, all. it just seemed like that way to me. Not at all. And OK, I read it twice uh-huh. because I needed to. And I enjoyed it a lot more the second time. Well, you listened to it and then you read it. Yes. So do you think it was the second time or do you think it was because you were reading and were allowed more freedom to herbs? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Because I've been thinking about this too, because I, if I buy an Audible thing or if I use a credit, I will read along with the Audible. Mm -hmm. Like I look at it and hear it and it helps me, especially if it's a book for the podcast, it helps me remember the plot for the episode. Honestly, the idea that you read books that are not for the podcast just still like blows my mind. (laughs) Continue, continue. (laughs) Sure, sure. So yeah, but I'm also not like writing law briefs all the time. So, you know. Fair. So I'm wondering, because the first couple of chapters especially really bothered me like I had a really hard time with the heroine and I had a hard time connecting with the book and I think it might be because I was listening to it and Mm -hmm. so I could hear all of the repetitiveness Mm -hmm. like this was a really this is a really long book I think it's like 450 or 500 pages right of slow burn I just need to pregnant pause that (laughs) Well, I mean, okay, I'm sorry, I'll wait for you to make your point. But I have I have some thoughts on the length of this thing. Okay, well, and so in the first few chapters, I kept she kept on talking. And I kept on being like, okay, so you I understand that you hate your job. I understand that you're afraid to leave said job. I do not need you to tell me in 15 different rephrasing so many different ways. Points. Yeah. yeah. And it just kept on happening. And I don't think I would have it would have bothered me as much if I was reading it. But because I was listening to it, I was just like, why is this bitch still talking to me about this? Like, (laughs) we had this conversation. If it was a friend, I would have stopped her and been like, no, no, I I understand. I know. Let's talk about more things. Right. But I couldn't stop her because it was a book. Right. Anyway, right. go ahead. What was your point? <laughs> I couldn't stop her I because couldn't, it was a bug. I couldn't. It was a the one-sided is, like, conversation, you guys. I feel so bad because so many people wanted this book. I think more than one five-star iTunes reviewer yes. wanted this book. When we announced it, so many people were like, that's my favorite book. Can't wait to hear it. The Mariana Zapata fans are like sharks or maybe worse than sharks. And they're going to chomp us down or burn us down. I know (laughs) it. Like, they're going to slow burn us. Like, they're going to, yeah, they're going to roast us. Oh, God. I wanted it so bad. I was so excited to read this book for so many weeks. And yeah. I picked it up and it wasn't a hockey and that was already, I was like, it's <laughs> oh. it's the one of Winnipeg is a hockey defenseman. There's no, how is it not hockey? So I was already like, oh, it's a football. I don't even know the rules of football. Like, I don't, oof, oof. Like, I mean, I don't super know the rules of hockey either, but it's a little bit better than football. Right. And luckily, all you really needed to know was the rules of graphic design for this. Okay. But still... <laughs> So already I was a little bit like, harump. But to me, okay, I was so excited to read a slow burn in a way that I think you weren't because I haven't ever read something that was quote unquote a slow burn before. But to me, 
the part that I love most in a romance novel, and I think it's everybody's favorite part, is when it's like when it's cooking it's and you up. don't know. Yeah. And it's the buildup and it's the the tension and and I was like, oh, this is clearly an author that by you know what her legions of fans are saying can keep that going for yeah. like five hundred pages. And I was like, that sounds outstanding. Right. Same. But yes. to me, and that may be the case with the other books. If I read the other books, I don't I don't know. Right. But with this one, it felt like it was not burning at all until like the last maybe 100 or so pages. Yeah. And I because there are a bunch of because the book is is quite long. We get to know a lot of the side characters really well. Mm-hmm. And I really the whole the whole time I was like, how is this not a book about Zach? Mm-hmm. How is this not a book about their other roommate? I don't. I don't know why these like apparently their pheromones are just so opposite because I did not get why they weren't making out all the time. Yeah. You know what I think it is? I think I would have liked this a lot more if it had gotten kind of a rough edit. Like if it Mm -hmm. had gotten an edit that hurt a little bit. So a speech term, you guys, because we only have 10 minutes to perform and we have to cut a lot. And, And so if if a student from like a coaching standpoint if a student is like how could you take out that line we're like it's called cutting because it hurts Mm -hmm. that's what this book needed i needed chapters one and two to be the same chapter because i understand the concepts of being afraid of leaving a stable job and going off on your own Mm -hmm. i really think i would have loved the heroine a lot more if that had been a bit more concise so anyway, yeah, I think that really is the crux of the issue for me. Just know this. This book is the same length as The Duchess War. The Duchess War had so much plot and subplot and side characters yeah. and exciting things and like going to jails and, you know, like all kinds of, you know, Courtney, Courtney Milan. She packs in a plot for mm-hmm. sure. Same length as that. And we struggled to make the Duchess War one episode because that was before we were ever breaking into two episodes. Yes. This one we had planned for two episodes because of the length of the book, just assuming and assuming we're also going to love it. Yeah. Now I'm I'm not certain we're going to have enough to talk about because I felt like that thing happened for so long. But yeah, we'll try to do it right now. We're going to do right. it now. So well, <laughs> who knows? Maybe it'll guys. be two episodes. Maybe we'll <laughs> talk for a long time. Who knows? Welcome to our review. Uh, the Wall of Winnipeg and Me by Mariana Zapata. All right. We have Vanessa. Vanessa. Who is this? Actually, you know what? Vanessa's a really rad chick. Mm-hmm. Everything about her is really rad. And then we have Aiden. Aiden. Is our hero. Yes. And then a, a cast of side characters, both furry and muscular. Yes. So Vanessa is Aiden's personal assistant she does everything for him she's actually also his personal chef he's a professional football player yes he is a defense line person man he's a four (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure they said he's a blocker blocks a lot of shit my first thought was like oh he's a blocker that's (laughs) roller derby that's not you know what? In one game, he sacked a quarterback. So whoever does that, he's that guy. He's a tackle and person. He's a tackle guy. Yes. So he and Vanessa have worked together for two years. Mm-hmm. He's also fucking hot. He's like 6'5", and he's all different kinds of muscles. But all of them are really, really fit and hard mm-hmm. and knitted together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when she first 
started working for him, she talks in the first chapter, I actually really liked it. She says that that it wasn't because she had a crush on him. She keeps on saying, it's not because I have a crush on him. When, right. when of course, she's got a big old crush on him. Or at least she did when she first started working for him because he's beautiful and successful. And she really admires his commitment to his craft because mm-hmm. he doesn't party. He doesn't have friends. That was the other thing. I think there was a piece of me that was like, this guy is no fun. I'm not saying I'm anti-puzzle. But, like, if puzzle is your main <laughs> hobby other than your job, I just don't think we're going to get along. Because That's I am fine. not a puzzle. He loves puzzles, you guys. It's like <laughs> his favorite thing is puzzles. puzzles. Quinoa and puzzles. And he's like, Quinoa he's a vegan, which I think is probably very uh, uncommon for the muscly big football player. Yeah. But they never really explained why he's vegan. He didn't, like, really no. talk about, I don't know if he likes aminals or He doesn't like being called vegan. He likes right. saying that he lives a meatless lifestyle. Right. No animal products, though. So he's definitely a vegan. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. not just a vegetarian. He's a full-on vegan. Exactly. Can I talk about... Okay, so they've been working together two years. Yeah. She goes back and she talks about, like, when she was hired for the job. Yeah. And I don't remember what exactly job she had before getting this job, but she talks about, oh, I kind of did odds and ends sorts of things, worked in an office, yeah. worked in a... So that made me uniquely qualified for this job. And it didn't, though. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Because she she goes to the interview and they're like, you're going to have to cook all his food. Is that okay? And I'm like, what what about anything she did? Because most of what she does is personal chef sort of things. Yeah, a metric fuck ton of it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's uh, 70% cooking meals and bringing them to him. And then the other 30% is like cleaning taking calls, doing like PR stuff, like social media. Right. She had no PR experience, no social media management experience. Like nothing that she actually did in this job was anything she'd ever done before. She took a photography course. Sure. So she could take pictures of him doing all the squats. Okay, listen. Ching, ching, ching. I will take pictures of you doing squats. (laughs) Ching, ching, ching. Sign me up. Ching, ching. All right, listen. Anyone (laughs) can take pictures of this guy doing squats and make him look good. I'm pretty sure. She talks about how she, like, posts something on Instagram of him doing squats, and then, like, all the women would comment, like, damn, I'm pregnant right now. Yeah. (laughs) Ovary explosion. But she is not attracted to him. No, she is not, Not she says. No, not anymore. Mm -mm. Well, you know what? After two years of him either barking orders or not talking to her, because that's, the book opens by saying, by her saying, I'm going to kill him. Someday Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill him. It's Mm going to be after I quit so that nobody suspects me but I'm going to murder him. Right. She has this thing she does where she gives him the finger, but like behind yeah. various furniture, it's which is really, really funny. And then at one point, like he always knows. He's always like, you're giving me the finger behind right. that piece of furniture. And she calls him a witch, which I thought was really funny. She's like, I really like witch. that too. Yeah. <laughs> I really He's like calling witch, men witches. A warlock, a wizard. Yeah. He is a magical person. Uh, yeah. It was really cute. She's very witty. Yeah. It's very funny. Well-written book. Yes. But here is Vanessa's predicament. The crux of the issue, you guys, is Mm -hmm. that she is trained as a graphic designer. And that's what she wants to do. She wants to strike out on her own and create her own business. And she has been doing that for the past, like, four years since she's graduated. She's been building a book of clients. She's been saving up, like, as much as she possibly can, scrimping and saving so that she has a year's salary to fall back on if something goes awry. Like, she's a really, really smart 
awesome lady Mm -hmm. and she's got a plan. But understandably, she is afraid of leaving this stable paycheck, even though it takes up all of her time, even though she's getting between four and five hours of sleep a night max because she's working full time with him and it's crazy hours if he's traveling or doing whatever and then doing her graphic design work on the side as a side hustle. And, you know, it's it's really stressful. And she knows that she could do a better job and and really make this business a thing right. if she just left. And she's done graphic design for other people on the team yeah. to include Aiden's roommate, Zach, the quarterback on the yeah. football team. And Aiden doesn't even like know she's a graphic Has designer. no idea. He never even says thank you when she does shit for him. He literally does not ever acknowledge or talk to her except when he's telling her directly he, he needs something done. Right. That's it. He doesn't, when he walks into a room, he does not say hello. When he leaves a room, he does not say goodbye. Right. He no does good not mornings, say thank you. Nothing. He does and not say I'm sorry. Everybody else on the team knows she's a graphic designer, yeah. knows her birthday, knows her last name. Everybody else is all about Vanessa, not Aiden. Yeah. Not only that, she's redone a bunch of their websites and she has, she has drawn and designed tattoos that are on his fellow teammates. He has no idea because the man refuses to have friends. He will not have a conversation he with her. Can't will not do it. Um, <laughs> or his teammates apparently, unless they're talking footballs. Uh huh. He won't speak. Riddle me this. Yes, tell me everything. Aiden Ask Graves. Me. Yeah. Did you believe him to be a white man at the beginning of this book when he was first described? It was just the cover. Oh, I never looked at the cover. That's what it is. I'm pretty sure his hand in the cover is white. Okay. And so I never like looked at it I... that closely. So I believed this man to be like a black man or like the rock. I was kind of imagining the rock until like roughly 75% that. into this book where ah! he, it was like his pale <laughs> skin. And I was like, no, what no, kind no, of pale? No, 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 Dwayne the Rock Johnson. How dare you? Pale brown? Is that what you mean? How do you, do you do this to me? I already have this man formed in my head. I was okay with it. I was okay with the image I had. I like my image. And uh, it, it upset me so much. I definitely was imagining The Rock like all the way through this. I think also because like right around the time I started uh, – reading this one the rock was hitting those like gym videos very uh hard Mm. on his instagram so i was kind of making that that. connection don't hate it if you do (laughs) not follow the rock you're doing it wrong and also his wife whose name i don't know but you should follow her as well because she posts a lot of the rock doing cute stuff with kids so if you're like melody and you like watching the rock holding a teeny tiny baby singing a like you know Pacific Islander lullaby in a different I mean, language to a teeny I'm getting tiny chills right now. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> you you want to see that. Anyway, back to Aiden. Okay. Okay, so this opens up. She wants to quit her job. She does quit her job. Fair? Yeah, she says, "I'm quitting, but I'm mm-hmm. going to I'm going to give you however long you need." Like she doesn't to say find a replacement. 2 weeks notice. Yeah, right. she's like, "I'm going to train the replacement too." So have your manager find a replacement. I will train them. It's going to be great. And he's like, okay, well, tell Trevor because Trevor is the manager. And she's like, Herm. He didn't even give a shit. No, he didn't say a word. He didn't Uh didn't ask why. Uh -uh. He didn't ask if she had something else lined up. He didn't ask if she wanted, if she needed an incentive to stay. He didn't ask any questions at all. He literally just said, let Trevor know. And then kept shoveling quinoa into his face. 
Mm-hmm. So chapter two, she tells Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Trevor's a great A asshole. Period. Trevor the end. He's the just an worst. asshole. He's like, how dare you do this to us? And she's like, I'm doing a pretty nice thing by not, you know, just yeah. leaving right away. But whatever. Yeah. Here's the double edged sword of this book for me. On the one hand, I like that all of the conversations felt real. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I don't usually need my conversations to feel super real in fiction. I just need you to <laughs> get to the point and get out. That's what I need. And the amount of times that she and Trevor went round and round in this one conversation over like five pages, I was just mm-hmm. like, how are we still quitting? How is this happening? Mm-hmm. So anyway, they all felt like real people, I guess is what I'm saying. Everybody did feel like a real person, except for Aiden, honestly. Yes. So then she has a conversation with her BFF, Diana. We find out that her and Diana grew up together in El Paso. Uh Uh, They're currently in Dallas. The team name is the Dallas 300s. Don't know why. Don't care. Do you think it's the Greek... I thought it was maybe the, the great oiled 300? up abs that they were. Oh going god, for? I just hated that movie so fucking much that I can't even. <laughs> I can't. It was like a fifteen-year-old boy was like, "I'm going to make a movie, and it's going to be like," and had no idea that like what. The reason I say okay, it's like a maybe maybe like a twelve-year-old boy was like, "I'm going to do a movie." And it's going to be all super jacked guys, all oiled up, all fighting a battle. And 13-year-old boy doesn't understand that that's homoerotic. It just seems cool (laughs) to him, right? Like, you know. And then, like, at some point, there's going to be a goat smoking. What? And then it's like, the sex scenes was, like, in and out. So it was like, and then he does her this way. And then he does her that way. Like, I just (laughs) felt like... It was a child being like, you guys, bros, this is great, right? Like, I hate that movie. This is all the things the dude bros do, dudes. Yeah. 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 Uh I'm still into it. So she grew up with Diana in El Paso. She grew up in a real shitty situation with a mom that was addicted to drugs, uh, her and her little brother. She was an alcoholic. But yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Specifically an alcoholic. Yes. Uh, her and her little brother were okay, but her two older sisters, she believed, had three fetal alcohol. Sisters. Sorry, three yes. older sisters had uh, probably fetal alcohol syndrome, making them a little more aggressive and difficult to deal with emotions, yeah. well, maybe. And they, I mean, they obviously had more time in the really, mm-hmm. really toxic environment of living with a not mm-hmm. even really functioning alcoholic. And so... Right. I think quite quite a lot of them were acting out because they had no support of their own. Like they had. Right. So her, especially her sister Susie, was super, super abusive. We find out of a bunch of that later on. But essentially, she doesn't go home. She and her brother were actually in a foster home from the age of like 12, I think, to around 18 right. or 16. Yeah, she she went to the foster home and then at some point she came back, which is, I think, a lot more typical than, well, I know for a fact, a lot more typical than these books we read that are just like, and then I was in the foster care system because I was an orphan forever. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I think it's far more typical that you're in and out and in and out and you keep going back to your parents. Yeah, one of the one of the foundational pillars of our foster care system is to attempt to keep the family together. Yep. As much as possible. Yeah. 
sometimes and, too much. Yeah, and it, it's pretty unstable because, you know, they go back and then they leave again. I used to work in abuse and neglect court for a little bit, and it seemed yeah. like you go back a lot and then you get taken away again right. a lot. Yeah. Um, so it seemed like a pretty typical foster care experience, a pretty realistic foster care yeah. experience. And those characters, her sisters, her mom, her little brother seemed pretty realistic as well. Yeah. So totally. she had this best friend down the street, Diana, who she would go over to her house a lot. So these two are kind of inseparable and mm. she's a great side character, Diana. Yeah. Okay. All right. She's a hairdresser. And so she says, she says, well, when you're finally out of there, let me know and I'll, I'll dye your hair all the crazy colors we've been talking about for all these years. And it's mm-hmm. really exciting. We get a lot of crazy colors and it's awesome. Okay. Yes. So then the next thing that happens is um, she and Aiden talk about what he needs for the next day. And then he's like, you have to come to my gym because I'm going to be working out and I need you to bring me my lunch. And uh, she's like, okay, so I'll also a breakfast and lunch or something like that. And then I'll also like take pictures of you or whatever. So she goes Mm -hmm. to the gym the next morning. She has to get up way super earlier than usual to make this happen. I think she gets a flat and her it's I think it's a device just to show how seedy her apartment building is. Sure. Because she has been scrimping and saving. And so she can't afford a nicer place. But this is workable for her. So she's living in a a pretty dangerous area, I guess. Right. And she's scrimping and saving for student loans. Student loans and she wants to, she wanted to build up her savings to have a nest egg to fall back Right, 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 right. Because she's a smart, smart cookie. Mm -hmm. So she shows up at the gym. She's taking all the pictures. She's doing all the things. He does not acknowledge her presence at all. And then Christian Delgado, I think he might be a running back. He is on <laughs> the offense or something. Slash what is a running back? Also I don't that. know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He, he sidles up, up to her. He yeah. starts chatting her up. She is really uncomfortable, but she also doesn't mm-hmm. want to show that she's uncomfortable. Right. And she doesn't explain why. And then the first thing that he says to her is, you can go now. I think he says, did you so bring my is, breakfast? Yeah. This is Aiden. He looks yes. over at her and Christian talking in the gym and says, you can leave now. Yeah. And she kind of gives him a the fuck sort of look. And he's right. like, I'm not paying you to sit around and talk. So if you're going to do that, you can go. Yeah. That's the most words our hero has said at this point. And I'm just like, Whoa. yeah, I'm not super charmed. Yeah, I'm no. not super charmed. So then so we that, meet well, Zach, well, the wait, roommate. Oh, sorry. Wait, sorry, then- sorry, sorry. This was the other thing about the first like three chapters or so that drove me nuts is that she was just constantly crying wolf to me because after this thing, she was like, oh, he doesn't talk to me like that. No fucking Mm -hmm. way does he talk to me like that. How dare he? I am so done. I am so, so done. And I was like, oh, she's quitting now. Okay. No, no, no. She was not so, so done. I guess she was just emotionally done, question mark. But there was no difference in phrasing to denote that it was just her being done in the moment instead of like actually walking out on him. Right. So I was like, oh, she's quitting. No, she's not. Oh, no, she is. No, she's not. And it was several different interactions that happened where I was like, what is happening? Are you quitting or are you a doormat? Well, it seemed like these chapters were to build up what a complete asshole he is to her all the time. 
And a lot of time was spent building up what an indifferent asshole he was to her. And I felt that this book spent very little time building up what a nice guy he was to her. Yes. (laughs) Like a lot more effort was put into, guys, he's hot, but we don't like him yet. Right. And guys, he's hot and we love him now, you know? Yes. That's yeah, totally. I but okay. Yeah. The hot guy so we, we do love Zach. is we Zach. Meet Zach. Oh, he's a Texan mm-hmm. and he's a quarterback, which I do know what that is. He and throws the ball to oh, the yeah, other he ones. Uh huh. <laughs> he calls and plays and stuff. Didn't know that part. Well, <laughs> all, yeah, is he's he the one that says all the numbers. Does he yep. do the numbers? Yeah. 55. Alpha Bravo. 87. Hut Hut. <laughs> hut yeah. Hut. Yeah, that's him. That's the one. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. Yeah. So cool, cool, cool. We meet him. She tells him that she quit, or at least she warned them that she quit because she didn't mm-hmm. actually. She's still doing her job. And mm-hmm. it was like weeks ago. She says the she says the literal word weeks that she uh-huh. is like that Trevor has not followed up. Which I also don't understand. And Zach has this reaction like, oh, no, which is fine. But like, I thought in the moment that like, I thought that Trevor and Zach and all these people were having this kind of like, oh, no, reaction because maybe Aiden had been secretly in love with her forever or something like that. Like, there are kind of weird cagey reactions. Maybe be like, oh, he's going to be secretly in love with her. And that's why he's kind of mean to her. And I love it. But then yeah. that ended up not super being the case. No, except that it did kind of. Kind of, but not at this point. No, like, not at all. Uh-uh, no. Not now, it's like later on that he falls in love with her. And I'm like, uh, th- why uh, th- make this caginess pay off? I yeah, don't know. Do you think he was least, in love with her at this point? No, I don't think he was in love with her. I think, well, actually, we, we find out exactly how he feels. This is a hero that I really think you always know exactly what he's right. thinking. It's just mm-hmm. that you don't really know what to make of it. And you wish it were different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Zach is like, oh, wow, I'm really proud of you. And I, I'm like, how'd the big guy take it? And she was like, he told, she told me to tell Trevor. Like, that's it. That's all that happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's really taken aback by that. But again, he's really proud of her. And they're like, they're like rubbing shoulders and being adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. I'm like, get with Zach. Yeah, she's like, you gotta still text me. And he's like, he's like, wild horses couldn't stop me, girl. And you know, like it's really cute. Mm-hmm. So then Trevor comes. Oh no, he has a radio interview. So she takes him to mm-hmm. a radio interview. He's a dick he's to another her there. Moment. Oh, yeah, it's huge fine. Huge dick. He she he asks for water and then it takes her like a minute to go find water. And he's like, did you go all the way to Fiji to get this water? It's like, Jesus. So anyway, so then Trevor comes over. Yeah. And they have a different kind of interview at his house. Mm-hmm. And she goes upstairs to chat with Zach or get something. Oh, no, she takes Zach some food. Because Zach doesn't want to come downstairs because he's afraid of Trevor and Trevor yeah. because he's his manager, too. And he's like, sneak me a sandwich. Trevor doesn't know I'm here. Yeah, he doesn't want to deal with this asshole. Uh-huh. So they're standing in the hallway upstairs, and it's sort of a lofted hallway, so they can hear everything that's happening from below. Aiden comes over to Trevor, and he's like, 
do you know where Vanessa is? Have you seen her? And Trevor's response is, it's not my job to keep track of your dinner roll. Have you ever even heard anyone called a dinner roll in a disparaging way? But I would be just as pissed as she is. Oh, me too. But it's just like, I've never even heard that. Like, Yeah, no, neither have I. But I think it's like Trevor's semi-professional way of being the biggest douche nozzle that's ever happened. Uh So she is understandably like waiting for Aiden to be like, hey, man, that's not cool. Because in no circumstance is that cool. No matter what, no matter who you're talking about. Right. And Aiden just like stays silent. And then Uh Trevor keeps going and he's like, so I've been looking for her replacement. And like, what if I got you like one that's kind of easier on the eyes? You know, yeah. Unlike this one, the ugly one. Ugh. Yeah. And Aiden's like, sure, man, just I know you're looking. Sure. Like, whatever. And this also didn't quite track for me. From Trevor's perspective, Mm -hmm. because we find out way, 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 way later that Trevor had been trying to fire her and get someone new. And Aiden was like, no, I'm not going to let you do that. I she's fine. Like, just leave her. Right. And then way, 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 way later, we find out that Trevor thinks that the reason that like when he signed on with Aiden, he was like, Aiden, two things. One, condoms always. Two prenup no matter what Mm -hmm. so it doesn't actually make sense to me that he would want to put Aiden in a situation where he would be theoretically more tempted to fuck his assistant than he is now I mean if he uses condoms I don't think anybody cares honestly if I'm Trevor and I'm the the manager for Aiden Graves and Zach Mm -hmm. I don't remember Zach's name I'm a little concerned about Zach sleeping around, but I kind of wish Aiden would go fuck somebody at this point. Because we learned that, like, Aiden's completely celibate because he's so concentrated on his career. And I know we've talked about Aiden possibly being on the spectrum and being, you know, part of his whole thing. But also, if if I'm, like, if I'm a Trevor, I think maybe Aiden just needs to go fuck it out a little bit. (laughs) Oh, Maybe Aiden needs to loosen up. Like, Aiden needs to go have a little bit of fun, and maybe he won't be like this all the time because he is so wound tight. Yeah, he, ah. And I'm not, like, I'm not saying in any capacity people who are wound, like, I don't want the suggestion to be if somebody's very devoted their career, they just need to fuck a little and that'll like, no, but I think that's something Trevor might think. That does actually track for Trevor. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So anyway, she at that point is just like, well, Zach is seething next to her. Zach is like, I'm gonna go punch a motherfucker. And Mm -hmm. she's like, Zach, go back to your room. It's fine. We're done. Yeah. And then, and then she once again says the words, I'm done. But she is done. Actually do it. Yeah. yeah. Now she's so, done. But what I'm saying is I've heard this 17 times and it mm-hmm. has not been the case yet. So I don't <laughs> know what is burn. different it's about now. It's a slow burn of quitting I, yeah. a job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then she's leaving and Trevor's like, hey, go get me some food. And she's like, no, I'm not your fucking dinner roll anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, herm, herm, herm. And then she flips off. Aiden because Aiden's in the interview at this point so she can't be like hey Aiden it's over so she gives him the finger and then mouths what is it I deserve better Mm -hmm. which dig it dig it girl that's a hard thing to mouth I don't know if I don't know if that's gonna come across I think like (laughs) fuck you would but like I deserve better deserve is a hard one to I don't know we'll see if yeah anyway I mean I think he got the point yeah oh yeah from the the finger part probably yeah 
And it was totally cathartic for her. So I'm in sure. So now five weeks go by. Right. We watch her do a lot of graphic design. And she right. has started running again because she has time to do that now. She so has an injured knee, but yes. she's trying to make it stronger. Okay. Yes. So she's coming back from a run and Aiden is on her steps of her apartment building. And she's like, what the fuck? She's like, how do you even know where I live? Because I didn't even know he knew where I live. Yeah. They didn't know that she had a cell phone other than her work cell phone. Yeah. And what the, the address that she listed was a previous address that she had moved out of. So they should not know where she lives. So he's like, I want you to come back. And she's like, not in a million years. Like, there's no fucking way. She does invite him into her house because there are other people about and she doesn't want to do that. Like, she doesn't want people to know that she knows him. And so she's wearing also like a sexy dress and she has a new hair color and she's lost a little bit of weight. Yeah, she's coming back from like a date. Well, she's wearing like a V-neck shirt or something just like a little bit sexier than normal. There are two times that she comes back. Once is after a run. Once is because they have the same conversation twice. Maybe. Okay. So her hair is definitely a different color. Maybe it was like her short shorts or something like that. But both times she's like wearing something that would be uh, skimpier than what she'd wear at work. And both times it seems like Aiden kind of notices that. But it's not like written in a hot. It's not written in a way that it's like his eyes raked over my blah, blah, blah. And I felt myself yeah. blush. It's just like he he kind of looked at my shorts. <laughs> right. Like, no, or like, no. <laughs> like he looked in the vicinity of my collarbones. Right. Exactly. And I'm just like and, and noticed that I was wearing different clothes than what I usually wear at work. I'm like, no, no, no. Right. Get a little hot. Feel, feel the no. feel the pressure building in your shmushmas. Like that's that's Slow it's a romance novel. <laughs> you weren't were in a romance novel. God damn it. Anyway, so then, so basically, over these next two conversations, he's like, "You need to come back," and she's like, "No," and she finds out that one of the reasons he was more stressed than usual is because he got papers from immigration saying that his green card was going to expire and he need no. That his visa is going to expire Mm -hmm. and he needs to apply for a new one. He's currently on a work visa. He's also in a weird place because he might not sign back on with the 300s. Oh, yeah. Because he's Canadian. He is Canadian. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then she's like, well, you could always just fucking marry someone. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a thing you could do. That's an easy thing for you to do. There's like millions of women out there who would marry you tomorrow. Right. And he's like, and he, it gets quiet and she's like, looks like the gears are turning and I don't mm-hmm. think I like that. No. Nope. And then he's like, marry me in the gruffest voice in the world. And she's like, what? No, that's insane. And he's like, nope, marry me. It's perfect. And she's like, she's like, I've seen that look in his eye before. He's like a dog with a bone. And this is quite a conversation number two, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He comes back. He says, he comes back and he says, I'm just going to read this part. We need to talk because I want people who haven't read this book to understand what I'm saying when it's like kind of sexy, but then not at all. We need to talk. He stated immediately, his eyes scraping their way to my chest and catching on the low dip of the cotton sundress right between my breasts. And then all she says is, huh, I gave him a side look as I approached my door, blah, 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 blah. So there's right. no, like, she has no feelings about this. He yeah. has no feelings about this. It's not like his lips parted and then their eyes met and there was a moment of tension or, you know, these things we're expecting to read. None of that None until, of that like, happens. page 430. So there mm-hmm. isn't even this, like, 
tension building between them. So that's that's our kind of slow burn complaint. Right. It wasn't burning. Yes. So by the end of this conversation, she's like, still no, like never. It's not going to happen. And he leaves. So then... So then I think he just comes back again. Yeah, he comes back multiple times and is just like insistent. Yeah. Marry me, marry me, marry me. Which right. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I don't know how I felt about it. I didn't have any feelings about it. Yeah, that's the problem. Because I yeah. think it was just like he looked at my boobs and huh. If she had been, I don't know. They just, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Well, and, and we also never, ever get his perspective. Right. Like it's, that's it's, a, true. it's an only her perspective book. This so book, I, I think, would have benefited from thinking. his perspective. Um, Maybe. I don't know. It would have benefited from one of them being in love with the other one the whole time. I don't <laughs> care which one. It would have benefited <laughs> from that. You know what? No, I actually did like that they weren't in love the whole time. Really? I liked that it happened. I, I did like that part of the slow burn. Mm-hmm. I just wish that one or both of them really seriously wanted to fuck the other one the whole time that's what i wanted yeah something i don't care about the emotion the emotion can absolutely build but i wanted some indication that they are matched biologically that's all burning i need a burning i need a simmer burn yes you know like water for chocolate Sorry, does anyone do you did you read that book in school? No, I didn't. Conwagua para chocolate. Oh. So no. it's a it's a romance, it's a Spanish romance that I think a lot of people have read and it's a movie as well. But the title of it is a is a phrase in I think Mexico uh, like water for chocolate because when you make chocolate the water has to be just at a boil, but not quite boiling when oh. you like put it in or add the ingredients hey, or something. Hey, hey. And that's what yeah. the title comes from is that's what she was the whole time in the book was she was like water for chocolate. Yeah. That's what that's what I wanted this to be. That's a nice image. Yeah, I think most of our listeners have probably read that book. Probably. Uh, well, I'm a... You weren't a Spanish literature major in college. So. Fair, <laughs> fair, fair. So basically... What it boils down to is he says, you marry me, I'll pay off your student loans, and I'll buy you a house. Right. And she's then like, she can't Ruh? refuse. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, because <laughs> girl is, is buried under 150K worth mm-hmm. of student loans. And yep. she has not even, like, barely scraped the surface of this. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, uh, let me think about it, basically. But let's cut to the chase. She says yes. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, we're going to have to live together. Yeah. And we're going to have to do. And and, and we'll have to be married hilarious. for a good amount of time. Five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to be married for five years. And he says that he will not start a relationship during that time. And she cannot either. Right. Now, this seemed cool until I found out that this guy has been celibate since like 17 years old high school yeah right he has been so focused on his career Mm -hmm. that he has had no relationship no hookups and here i was calling bullshit on bachelor colton sorry international listeners but American Bachelor mm. Colton, the virgin professional football player, I was like, he, he's like, oh, I've been so concentrated on football. I couldn't concentrate on girls. And I'm like, then you're doing professional football wrong, I think. <laughs> but apparently it's a thing. I don't know. So maybe. 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 I'm just, I just call bullshit because I think that Colton is definitely in the, the really 
antiquated camp where virginity equals penis and vagina. Like, I do not believe the motherfucker has never gotten a I don't know. He, he mentioned in paradise that he's never seen a vagina. Did you hear that? Did you know? I'm not that saying. No. Somebody, I, somebody called him a pussy and he's like, how can you call me a pussy when I've never seen a pussy? And I was like, whoa. No, 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 no. You're yes. getting that wrong. That was yeah. on the reunion show. Sure. And, and it was the guy who smells like everything. He was like, he the cologne guy. <laughs> oh, Sorry. The cologne guy. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, what? the cologne guy turned into the guy who smells like everything. <laughs> fair, I don't know how fair, my brain fair. works sometimes. The cologne Yes. That's the one. He's uh-huh. He was like, you act like a pussy, even though mm-hmm. you've never even seen one or fucked one. I think what he said no, was Colton, you haven't even fucked one. Colton said something about not having ever seen a pussy. No. I'm pretty sure. Okay, all I'm saying is I also believe that Colton would not reciprocate. I do not believe he's never accepted a blowjob. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. We're moving on. Sorry, we we continue to talk about the American Bachelor on the show, which is not not fair. Most of you have not seen it. Hey, Blair, one of you has seen it. Yeah. Hi. Hey, go hey. hey. Hi. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So eventually she agrees. But yes. a, a lot of this this conversation goes really long and she says during it, you don't know me. So right. like the idea that you're inviting me into your house, that you're going to get married to me, like maybe this thing blows up because you have, even though I've worked for you for two years, you, you have, have no, no idea, idea about me. who I am. And he says in his like flat, drumbly, sexy mm. voice, he, right. but she doesn't describe it as sexy, but I have been listening to it I as sexy because I need it, it has to be because sex- I'm reading a sexy. romance novel. Right. He says, oh, I know you. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> so maybe he, he does know everything about her and he's been picking up these little like clues about her and she just thinks that he doesn't know her, but uh-huh. really he knows her favorite color and he knows the blah, blah, blah. And like, right. you know, like the guy in the, what, what was the root workplace one that we read that we liked so much? Josh. The hating game. The hating game. Yeah. yeah. Like that guy. Like he knew everything yeah. about her the he whole time. Did. And what, how touchy. Nope. He knows fuck or shit about this girl. <laughs> he, he knows, knows nothing. <laughs> and at the end, he has this monologue of like, I know all these things about you. I know this. I know that. Like a Harry Met Sally sort of thing. But this is but actually all just six like, months after they've been living together. <laughs> yeah, they're things he's picked up after he's been married to her for like a year. Anyway, just wanted okay. to point that out. Okay. So, all right. She, on. So she doesn't hear from him for a while. And she's like, right. oh, I guess he changed his mind. Okay, that's fine. I was really looking forward to those loans getting paid off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Talk to shows Diana up at her about house it. Again. There's a lot of those kind of chapters yes. in between. Okay. So she, now he she's shows back move. up at her house and he's like, yo, I thought you were moving in. And she's like, well, what? Like, yes, but also <laughs> we haven't spoken since right. our last conversation. And he's like, okay, well, I think you should move in this weekend. We should only take a couple of trips, right? And she's like, yeah. And he looks around and he's like, do you want to keep this really fucked up furniture <laughs> he doesn't say that but that's what he's thinking <laughs> <laughs> and he gets pissed that she lives in such a shitty place too we kind of yeah. didn't cover that he's like do i not pay you enough like i right. didn't realize you lived in like this horrible like drug den and she's yeah. like oh, i'm saving so he goes over there and helps her move yeah he shows up they say that it's gonna happen on like a friday Mm-hmm. He shows up and she's like not even dressed yet. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, mm-hmm. we decided you were moving. Help she, you move. Right. <laughs> Aiden, help Vanessa move. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, I didn't know that. So they move out of her house. They give away yep. all her shit. 
all our neighbors see him and are like, what? Celebrity yeah. football player didn't know this was going on. That was nice. I imagined uh, him carrying furniture, kind of like Gaston in yeah. uh, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. You know That's how he right. lifts all the couches and stuff in the I song. Know. And how does he do that without eating three dozen eggs? I don't know. I don't know. He yeah. just eats quinoa. That's all he eats, you guys. I know. Quinoas and apples. Probably some edamames, too. Sure. So anyway, we never see an edamame, though. Okay. No. So quinoa. when they arrive at the house, he's got her set up in the guest room. And she's so excited because he's, like, specially bought her furniture and it's a really very nice sweet. bed. It, it is actually super is nice. fucking yeah. sweet. Oh, while they're in her room, he notices that she has no less than four nightlights, looks mm-hmm. around, and then doesn't comment and leaves. Okay. <laughs> so also, then. she makes very clear when she moves in, I'm not going to be your assistant anymore. Like, this isn't a way yes. to backdoor, because you're not paying me to be your assistant. Because that's what he wanted. Yeah. That's definitely what he uh-huh. wanted at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're going to be assistant, except with this contract that binds mm-hmm. us together. Right. And she's like, no, I'm still doing my graphic designness. I'm right. still doing all the things, which I loved, loved that about her. And she never goes back on it except for the cooking a little bit. But that's OK. People yeah. cohabitate and they cook for one another. That's fine. He doesn't cook for her. But no, of course. He, what? <laughs> How could he? How could he do that? He doesn't know what a spatula is. I'm sorry. A women cohabitate with men. And sometimes then the women cook for the men. <laughs> that's that's the thesis of this one. <laughs> so. Well, and then I never really understand how he lives without a Vanessa 2.0 because frozen he was so vegan dependent meals. Upon. But who's changing his sheets? Who's doing his know. laundry errand? I don't know. We never find out. I think we he might know. learn, but we don't know. Oh, so then they go to Vegas. Yeah. Then it's Vegas yeah. time. They fly first class to Vegas mm-hmm. and they get married in a little chapelsies. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, here's the other thing I would have liked. I would have liked a kiss that wasn't completely unbearable for both oh, yeah. of them. You know, like the Duchess deal, you know? Wait, is that the right one? What was the Tessa Dare one with the guy <gasps> yes! who had the burns? Yes. Duchess yeah, deal. That one where, where they were she, getting the, married the out of convenience. Is, and then and the, the kiss, kiss is unexpectedly hot. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that, there was that is a slow burn. That is a that. slow burn. But no, <laughs> they they sort of like peck and then she literally jumps back three feet and then they have to awkwardly take photos. Nothing mm-hmm. happens in her nether regions. I mean, I shouldn't say like it isn't completely devoid of like she talks about his lips were more softer than she thought they would be. I mean, there there's some stuff, but there's no like heating up in the pit of her stomach and the, the no. knees being weak. There's none of that. There's no, no. it's not sexual at all. It's Nothing's just happening in her clitoris. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just, slight, it's just like, slightly really... more. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's slightly more pleasant than she thought it would be that's all right there's no burning but then they go back to the house (laughs) so (laughs) they go back to the hotel and Mm -hmm. she is like i'm gonna go he's like i'm gonna take a nap because he i imagine he just walked into this hotel room with flat face on the bed and then just fell asleep because she says he's like laying face down on the bed in all of his clothes so i'm just like did she just pass out anyway he did yeah um and then she's like i'm gonna go out on the town and i'm gonna see cirque de lune which i really liked Mm -hmm. um i really like that a lot i don't know why and she left him a note 
right? Yes. Yeah. And he calls her and he's like, where are you? What's going on? And she's like, I'm going to go see Cirque de Lune. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> if you guys could only see Melody saying Cirque de Lune. <laughs> <laughs> so <sighs> then um, he meets up with her and it's really sweet because he he says there's a there's a whole section right after they get married oh! about what? I'm sorry. I just we missed when they're at the airport and the coffee stu- the poor <gasps> the coffee, coffee barista. So cute. No. How no, dare. I am so rude. What? <laughs> no, he is so rude. That's the problem. They're at the oh, airport yeah. and this yeah. barista goes gaga over like who he is or whatever, which is fine. I understand that like he gets that a lot and he can't, you know, whatever. But this guy's just kind of like staring and his hands are shaking. He can't get the coffee and stuff. And then Aiden's just like, uh, you're going to get coffee for my girl or what? And I'm just cute. A little bit cute because he called her his things- girl. Yes. And that is the one breadcrumb I have gotten thus far. (laughs) Okay? I overlooked the innocent bystander. I'm sorry. She didn't like it. She didn't get butterflies in her stomach or anything. She was just like, his girl? What is he? I don't... What do we... uh." But I just felt like he was so rude to that poor barista who was just so flustered. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So after they get married. So he shows up. And he's like, for, oh, because he, in this buildup and in this whole thing, one part of her, like, you don't know me, is we're not friends. I tried to be your friend for a really, really long time. And I learned that you have no interest mm-hmm. in that. And he's like, okay, well, all right, so we're going to get married. You're not going to be my assistant anymore. And I'm going to try really hard to be your friend. And she's understandably like, thanks? Like, you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to try super hard. <laughs> because in these conversations, he's been like, no, Vanessa, you don't understand. I like you as much as I like anyone. Uh-huh. And that is the warmest he can get. Yes. That is his warmest setting right now, is I like you as much as I like anyone. And in those conversations, that, like, legitimately sends her into hysterics, like, laughing. Because she's just like, not only is that not a compliment... But it also still makes me feel warm and fuzzy, which shows the level of absolute desperation I have been at for his affection Mm -hmm. up until this point. Yes. So anyway, so they're having this conversation because she's been like, hey, I made a vow. I'm not going to disappear on you, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And when he shows up, because she's like, you didn't you could have slept. I know that you're tired. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I promised you I was going to try to be your friend. And friends don't let friends just randomly walk around the Vegas Strip when they're tiny and female and unprotected. (laughs) She's Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. It was kind of sweet. It was more sweet than it was controlling, I felt. Me too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So they have a lovely night together. They go back to the hotel at like 2 in the morning, which is unheard of because he goes to bed between like 8.30 and 9 every night. And then... They go back to Texas and then it fast Mm -hmm. forwards like a week, I think. Yeah. So she goes for a run when they get back. He goes for a run with her. Uh, He's got like kind of a hurt Achilles that he's been nursing. That's been an issue. Yeah. Um, So she knows that he's not supposed to be running, but he still goes on a run with her, which is. You know, nice. The thing is, well, like, he's doing nice stuff. It's just, yeah, especially since he's, like, the one thing he cares about is football. 
Right. This is something that goes completely against football, but is a Vanessa thing. So that's nice. He's also only, oh my God, it's so cute. He's only surviving on vegan frozen pizzas. (laughs) Yes. And it's adorable. And so many of them because he's a million feet tall and wide. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know where, where are you getting your protein with vegan pizza? Mm -hmm. Where is it, my friend? Anyway, he goes on this run with her and then a couple of like a week later or so, because this this book does a lot of skipping. Mm -hmm. She comes down into the kitchen. She finds him in the breakfast nook icing his knee. Mm -hmm. And she's like, whoa, whoa, this is weird and not okay because you have trainers who should be taking care of this. Oh, if you are at home icing your knee, you are in pain. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, but he also accepts over-the-counter pain meds which he mm-hmm. does not do and so she's yeah. like she's like defcon most extreme <laughs> i don't know which one it is <laughs> defcon most extreme <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i but, always okay, think it's but five here, but i think a, it's actually one here's a, i don't know <laughs> it's fine you're, you're good so here's here i have a segment Bing boom bong. Oh, bing boom bong. This segment is called Anti-Inflammatories with Aaron. Oh, okay. This author writes up like him refusing pain meds is like a like a manly thing or maybe like a homeopathic thing. Like he doesn't want foreign bodies in yeah. his but you know, he something want like shit that. in his body. But if you've got an injury, you need to continue to take anti-inflammatories so right. that injury does not get worse and you would think that aiden would know that common sense wise because he keeps she keeps saying that he's refusing ibuprofen it's like well no he needs to take like i understand if it's just specifically a painkiller and he's like no i need to know what the pain is so that i can understand what the pain i got that but he needs an anti-inflammatory and when she sees him icing his knee she's like oh that's weird because he will never like ice his knee even if it's in extreme pain and it's like that's not what icing is for like <laughs> I, th- I found that to be mm. very a very unbelievable character trait because he seemed Fair. to be obsessed with his body and taking care of it so the yeah. idea that he would just refuse things to be manly is huh. super weird to me because he yeah, would need to take care of those injuries same thing with like he eventually needs crutches and he's like bah, 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 crutches and right like, no you super need those crutches like Mm-hmm. Somebody in his position would use. I don't those know crutches. how he's not just Maybe. in a jazzy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like an like an extra large one. Sure. Right. Maybe I could understand him not wanting to in public look like he needed crutches or a cane sure. or whatever it is because then it it affects the perception of him being a football and how sports journalism of fantasy time. All those. You guys. My fantasy league. Can I just tell you? I'm at work on a fantasy league. Oh yeah, every year. Yeah. Why? I do because I usually do pretty well. I do the draft based on funniness of name, like (laughs) name that makes me giggle a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've gotten some good guys just based on what I perceive to be funny names. Um, This year, I'm not doing. This year, that draft strategy has not worked as well for me. Last year, I got a guy named um, Jaquiz. I thought that was a hilarious first name. He turned out to be, I followed him on Instagram. That was not 
a bad idea. Ah. Jaquiz did great for me. That's not how he pronounces his name. I don't remember how he pronounces his name. It's not Jaquiz. <laughs> he sounded out as Jaquiz, but it's like Jaquiz maybe or something. Yeah, like probably anyway. Jaquiz. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Um, there was a guy named Golden. I'm like, that's a that's a great name. I don't mean to say <laughs> it's like hilarious names. I'm just saying like weird names. That's what uh-huh. I pick. Um, football players and Congress people have the weirdest names. I will mm. always say like, you know, anyway, so. The guy that I was, like, hanging my hat on this year was a tight end named Jake Butt. (laughs) (laughs) I just was like... I would hang my hat on him, too. Jake Butt, you're going all the way. You are the the tightest end. end. (laughs) Man, if he didn't get kicked off the team in the second week. And I'm just like, no, Jake Butt, you were the best name I had. And then I have another guy named... Willie Sneed. <laughs> and he's fucking awful, too. They're all awful. Oh, I'm like, no. no. Anyways. Oh, and I got a guy named OJ, Ooh. which I, I was excited about because I was like. I hope he's less stabby than yeah. the last one. <laughs> the juice is back. But he's uh, also bad at football. So Shit I'm. stick. Yeah. I'm losing bad. Anyway. Okay. okay so right, anyway. Okay. Book, book, book. She's like. You should go back to the aromatherapist. No, the acupuncturist who helped with your shoulder last year. And he's like, not a terrible notion. Mm-hmm. So she ends up driving him and it's nice. They get there. He goes in. When he comes back out, he's settling up and the lady is flirting with him in really obvious ways. And she's like, oh, well, if you want to go have a seat, I will have your assistant take care of the rest. And he says, Oh, that's my wife. Muffin, could you take care of this? Uh-huh. And she's like, I like, uh, first of uh-huh. all, we haven't, like, we told each other we were going to keep this on the DL. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell people as soon as possible, which also, like, if you are committing marriage fraud, right. that is not the correct way to go about it. No. Mm-mm. You shout it from the rooftops. You have a big wedding. You take a lot of photos. You make yeah. it look as real as fuck. Mm-hmm. Public displays of affection are a yeah. good idea. And then after this, that's when, like, the news kind of breaks and gets out to the gossip magazines. I was thinking we were going to get a great uh, subplot here of, like, the gossip magazines, the people commenting on his social media, all that kind of thing, being like, her? Because, I mean, Trevor, I don't, she says she's a little bit uh, thicker, Trevor called her the dinner roll. Like, I know she has crazy hair colors. Like, I assume she's she not. Glasses. She wears yeah, purple she has glasses. glasses. I, I assume she's not the prototype, like, supermodel woman wife. that the football wives go for. So I thought there was going to be a bunch of uproar because we know he's like this big sex symbol of people being like, right. this chick, she's super fat and ugly. Not that that's appropriate. It's just what happens out in the world on the internet. Yeah. And that didn't happen to her, which I found to be like extremely weird. I, I just assumed she was going to have this horrible backlash that was going to be like I also awful. expected that because there was so much planting about her running his social media right. and the way that his Women, fans interacted yeah. with him on social media. Mm-hmm. But there was there was, there none, was of none of that. 
I thought she was going to get death threats and all kinds of stuff. Like, I kind of thought that's where this was going as far as right. he was going to have to, like, build her back up again and that kind of thing. Especially because he has so many protector tendencies. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe it would bring them together more yeah. because he felt responsible for her. Me too. And she yeah. would get, like, mobbed leaving the house and the press yeah. and the bu- 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 Like, that's where I thought this was going. Nope. No one gives a shit. No, no one cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. No one cares. It is really interesting. Or at least not that we know of. And she does talk about checking in because she thinks he doesn't have an assistant. And that's how she finds out that somebody is answering his emails and doing his social media. Mm-hmm. It's just that nobody's doing all the personal stuff for him. Right. Anyway, they're in the car and she's like, hey, you want to tell me what that was about? And he's like, "I, you know how much I hate shameless flirts. And you are my wife. And she's like, Muffin? And he goes, well, I thought dinner roll was going to be too soon. She <laughs> goes, yeah. Yeah. Too soon. Still too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Cute. It was really funny. So then a couple of weeks after his sprain fully heals, we find out that Aiden has a habit of going up into his room and spending hours doing who knows what, as mm-hmm. she puts it. And mm-hmm. uh, I did not hate that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we could have been a little bit more Sherlock Holmes about it, mm-hmm. but that's okay. And then this is where we find out that Zach has gotten cut from the team. Oh, because poor Zach. football is one of the only sports where they have absolutely no job security whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But what was weird about this is she a couple of times asked Zach if he's okay with money. Hey, freelance graphic designer Vanessa. Right. Zach's okay with money. He's a <laughs> quarterback Fine. on a football professional thing he's okay but still she's like can i buy you dinner are you okay you lost your job i'm like bitch i know he should buy you dinner forever (laughs) i know that's not okay so then another thing that happens here around here is there's kind of like a domestic violence subplot with diana that's not super important nothing ever really comes of it but so yeah well because okay so then the next thing that happens really is that she asked him to go to el paso with her right she's gonna go to el paso for her mom's birthday she's never brought anybody home She's a little bit nervous about it because of her family history. And also, Diana has told her that her sister Susie has been seen about town. In El Paso, yeah. Yeah, which is like concernicus for her. But she wants to introduce them to Aiden in person because she knows the gossip magazines are getting it. She doesn't want to be weird about it. So she wants to bring him back and say, this is my husband in person. Right. And he's like, yeah, totally. Let's go buy the tickets, get the rental car, do all the things. And she was planning to drive there. So now she Mm -hmm. has a first class ticket. Right. She's like, oh, okay. And she was super surprised that he was okay going because it's his bye week. And um, he's like automatically in. It was nuts. So she gets everything together. She's decided to like make him lunch to make sure that Mm -hmm. he has something to eat after practice and everything. And then she's waiting and she's waiting and she's waiting. She's called him a couple of times. She's texted him a bunch. She finally gets a call when she's just about to like miss her flight. And he's like, hey, can't make it. Leslie's coming to town. Can't do it. Bye. Mm -hmm. Leslie's his old coach. Yes. Leslie's his coach from high school who got him into football. And so she's like, fuck, I hate this. I hate him. He always bails. He's such a flake. This is like my it's it's her biggest pet peeve with people is mm-hmm. flaking on them because mm-hmm. it makes total sense for right. her background. Yes. She goes to El Paso and it turns out to be an absolute shit show. Her mom, right. although she is not an alcoholic anymore, is still a raging narcissist in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And 
Susie is staying at the house with her equally drug addicted and fucked up husband. Right. So these are all bad things. While she's there, they get into this altercation because Susie says that she wished that she had killed her. This is where we find out that Susie hit her with her car. And that's why her knees all fucked up. Yeah. When Vanessa was like 18, um, she ran over her with her car and she says she wished that she had like murdered her. Mm -hmm. They get into like basically almost fisticuffs. Her husband grabs Vanessa by the wrist so hard that it leaves like bruises for a couple of weeks and she fucks off. So then when she gets home after this terrible weekend, Diana is dyeing her hair. And this is where Diana reaches over something and her shirt comes up and she sees bruises all over her abdomen. Mm -mm. Okay. So she's like, Diana, what's going on? You're dating a guy that both your brother and I hate. Is he also hitting you? And Diana's like, nah, girl, like not at all. And it's obviously a lie. Right. So I also didn't really understand the narrative perspective at this point because we know that Vanessa has not told Diana that they're officially married. We know that she's been skirting around this. Right. She told Vin- she told Diana that she they were going to get married. Yes. But she but didn't she tell not- her when it happened. Yeah, and she has not told her that they've officially pulled the trigger. Right. But then in this, as she's processing this narrative, she says, I just couldn't understand like where her brain was at or where we were supposed to think her brain was at or like where we were in the timeline at this point. Sure. Because she says, I was really upset that my best friend was lying to me and it didn't even occur to me at the time that I was also lying to her by omission. Sure. And I was just like, where are we... Five years from now? And why wouldn't she tell Diana? Yeah. Like that what was weird was like she's, she's already, already told in on her the fraud. I'm committing immigration <laughs> fraud. Like this right. is going to happen any day now. Why not tell her that it did happen? Because Diana yeah. wasn't weird about it. She was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah. Like she was very for it. So it, it it didn't make sense to me that she didn't I tell know. her. It would make sense to me that like she forgot to tell her. Like, remember when you had a yes. baby and forgot to tell me? Like, do you remember I, that? Do you okay, remember? I still don't remember. I know that we even talked about it afterwards, and my Swiss cheese memory <laughs> has erased it again. Okay. <laughs> Melody Carlisle. I mean, I told you I was pregnant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Melody Carlisle texted me. <laughs> We're on our way to the hospital. Baby being born right now. Baby is going to happen. And then, like, I waited, like, two days to be like, uh... <laughs> Did that baby happen? And nothing. <laughs> got nothing back. And so I texted our mutual friend, Tanya, who, you know, of Knight in Shining Armor fame. And uh-huh. Tanya's like, yeah, she done had that baby like two days ago. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, who did you hear from? And she's like, Melody. She texted me all these pictures <sighs> of this baby. And then it turned out that Melody had composed a text message to me and not sent it <laughs> not in the send. most Melody possible way but if that and i was a little miffed it's fine we were fine yeah but if that had been if that if that had been what happened she just like forgot to tell diana because it's like she already already, did yeah i already told her we were going to get married i don't know why it was important that i told her we did you know or or i just forgot to tell her or whatever that would have made more sense to me the fact that she like intentionally didn't tell her is real weird i thought but yeah and also like why aren't they smart about this? The smart thing to do would be to 
treat the best friend to Tell a trip to everybody. Vegas. Yeah. And put her Have in the photos. Party. Yeah, do the whole thing. Like, you gotta yeah. do that. Otherwise, it looks super fucking fishy. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. She comes home from El Paso. Okay, so she has that thing with Diana. Yeah, so but she that was after. So when she first got home from the El Paso trip, she walks in. No, she immediately goes to Diana's house. She went to Diana's so, first? Yeah. So she gets home from the airport and she's just like, I need my best friend because I have had the worst uh, weekend of my fucking life, basically. Okay. okay. Almost. Okay. Not really. Probably getting hit by the, her sister was the worst weekend of her fucking life. But sure, sure, sure. Neither here nor there. Am I right? Uh-huh. Right. So then she immediately goes over there under the pretense of like, Diana's going to dye my hair, but really it's to reconnect and feel like she's back at home base. Mm-hmm. And then after that, she's like extra pissed because all of this shit has just been piling up. First Aiden ghosts her. Then her mom is super shitty and and springs her abusive sister on her. Then right. there's the altercation. Now she finds out that Diana is in a secret abusive relationship. And they kind of get know what to do it's about kinda that. It's kind of weird between them now because she's of like kind of accused her of lying. So now she's like kind of lost her best friend for for a minute. I mean, like she doesn't think minute. it's like forever, but it's like they're no. in a weird place, right? Yeah, and and she understandably doesn't know what to do. She doesn't want to alienate Diana. She also doesn't want to right. um be an enabler in this this situation she's really Mm -hmm. worried she's like thinking about how to go like to go around her like it's weird having to tell your best friend that she's an abusive relationship you can probably relate to this it's really weird (laughs) yeah it's hard especially when she's deep in denial is is that a weird place to be in melody personally do you know how this is (laughs) i I maybe have dabbled there Uh, we can can laugh these days okay we can she we can goes, laugh when things are better. Yes. <laughs> she goes back to the house and she's like bringing up her bags. And she so the Leslie the coach is there. She likes yeah. Leslie. She wants to be polite to him. She wants to be nice to him. Mm-hmm. But like she's so upset from the weekend. She's upset yeah. with Aiden for bailing on her at the last minute. She's, she's like emotionally just, drained. Yeah. She has no reserves left. Right. So she just wants to go upstairs. Yeah, and she's like, she's trying to turn her grimace into a smile and kind of can't. And Leslie can see it a little bit, but obviously, because he arrived unexpectedly. He was like, Aiden, I'm going to be in Texas. Can I come by? Mm -hmm. And Aiden, of course, dropped everything, Mm -hmm. including her. So I think Leslie has an inkling that that's what happened, but he doesn't have proof. And so he's being really nice to her, and she's just like, like i just need to be alone Mm -hmm. so she's on the steps he and leslie come over and then leslie's like well i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then i'm going back to my hotel yeah give you guys some time Mm -hmm. yeah i'll see you see you tomorrow great 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 she starts heading back up the stairs and aiden's like we talk now (laughs) aiden talk vanessa yeah because he can tell she's pissed and so his whole thing is i didn't do anything wrong Mm-hmm. things changed mm-hmm. i didn't lie to you about my intent to go i did intend to go right i just changed my mind right and you know how important leslie is so i yes. don't know what the problem is right i don't know why you're mad and she's like no i can see all of those things i understand mm-hmm. all of those things rationally do those yeah rationally those do not impact my level of emotional response right and you can't expect them to and, and he's i like, need no, time I, <laughs> to right. look at this rationally instead and of I emotionally. And I need to cool off. 
Yes. And I need to go upstairs and I need some alone time. And he's like, no, but I need you to see that rationally you're being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he will not. This is this is when he just will not let it go. And she keeps on being like, Aiden, I need space. I need time. I need to leave this. I need to leave this conversation right now. Right. And he will not allow it. So it finally gets to the point where he gets really frustrated and he says, if I had wanted to be nagged like this, I would have gotten myself a real wife. And she can't. She just can't. Which, I mean, she the way she's mad about this statement, though, is is not the same way I would be mad about this statement, which is fine. It's fine with the character, but she's like a real wife. It's it's almost like her her response to it is like, I am a real wife. How dare you call me a fake wife? Where yeah. it's like, my response to that would have been like, if he told me if I wanted to be nagged like this, I would have got myself a real wife. It's like, well, if I wanted to be fucking abandoned and like flaked on like this, I would have got myself a real husband. Like either we're doing this or we're not doing this. If you want to be friends or we're not, but you can't like use that as an excuse. Here's my other thing. I didn't understand this altercation because at no point was she nagging him. Right. In fact, she was trying to get away. She was actively trying to escape. Yes. When he called her on the phone, the only thing she asked was, are you okay? Mm-hmm. After he bailed and he was like, what? Yeah, of course I am. Leslie's just coming to town. So like, sure. whatever. Yep. And she did not rail at him at all. She just was like, okay, well, I have to get to the airport and hung up. Did not do that then. She has not been sending him text messages or hate mail. She has not been uh-uh. calling him incessantly. Nope. She's actively trying to re- like leave this conversation. If anybody is the nag here, Aiden is the nag. Stop nagging me mm-hmm. about how pissed off I am. Right. I'm just going to get more pissed at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then she goes into her room and she's sad. And who comes to her room but Zach? Zach. And he, the best and she's kid like, ever. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And Zach's like, I know. Yeah, darling. Totally. That's totally true. And she's like, I yeah. didn't even beg him to go with me. She's like, I. this is all, you know, him sort of thing. Yeah. And he's Zach's the one like, that wanted yep. to go. And he's like, yeah, Shug. Because he also has all of those adorable he's got, southern he's got such nicknames. A drawl. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, Zach is bae. And it's just like, he's <sighs> he's just very sweet to her. They agree she's going to she's kind of training to run this marathon. He's like, I'll do a marathon with you. He's just so nice. And I'm yeah. I'm team Zach at this point. Um, well, really, at all points. I know. And at this point, I'm thinking to myself, are they going to do a switcheroo? Is that what's yeah. going to happen? We're going to do is a switcheroo. The title is that why everyone loves this book so much? Is like it's a it's a bait and switch? Because that would be interesting. Or does Zach like murder Aiden and wear his skin <laughs> and take his place on the team and become the wall of Winnipeg? Is that what happens? Do we have a face-off situation? Would you Maybe? be into that? You know, I don't know. I mean, if written well, then probs. I just read a book this week that told me that the hero being adjacent to an attempted murder actually isn't a hard limit for me. So <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently good writing can get me every time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I mean, so, we proved that with a little ditty called the red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then 
Aiden knocks on the door. She doesn't answer later in the night. Yeah. And that is the end of that fight. She said she continued right on watching Independence Day while he knocked on her door and he could take his real wife and shove it up his ass. That's right. Yep. Shove her right up there. You boof that real wife. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Good work, yeah. Melody. Good job, Thank Melody. You. Sorry, that's <laughs> Too a little bad bit this of won't, uh, This won't come out events. for like three weeks, though. Yeah, that's me letting off some fucking steam about some <laughs> current events. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So, I think that's where we're going to leave off this week. Hey, guys, it is a two-part episode. Yep. Turned out to be a two-parter. Yeah, we were right. We know Sorry us. Sorry I wasn't sexy. Now. Sorry this wasn't like a great episode. We're trying here. We're, we're doing our best. You know I think we did okay. We're going to do better. We just didn't. All we had was quinoa and acupuncture to work with and footballs. Yeah, and, and real some gruffery. There's some it's lots some, of gruffery. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying. Lots of crying wolf all up right. until this point. Do you Things have a- do pay off, though. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Yep. All right, Aaron. I have a lady love. Here we go. I, I have one. I'll, I'll tell you it, kind of. I am a person who can commit to very little <laughs> on a regular basis <laughs> uh-huh i'm learning why i'm going on this whole journey this year about why that is the way it is it's not that i'm like a flaky person it's just that i don't know maybe i'm a flaky person <laughs> i mean i kind of see the look i gave you i tried to keep it inside me listen <laughs> You know what? You, you, madam, are an overcommitter. You can't tell anybody they're flaky. I love you so much. I don't, I don't mean it as an insult, but there, a face came to my face and I <laughs> Well, okay. So just full disclosure, my counselor and I are, have been going on a journey because it, in one of our very first sessions together, I got a new counselor and she was like, hey, has anybody talked to you about an ADHD diagnosis, either in your adulthood or in your childhood? And I was like, no. And she was like, why don't you go home? Because everything, everything that I'd been telling her and like what drives me insane about myself and wh- what I want to control better and like what just makes my life maddening. She was like, I want you to go home and look up the symptoms of adult ADHD and tell me if it makes you want to cry, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, she didn't say that. She was just like, tell me if it resonates with you. And then I read them and I started for Melody, that means <laughs> yeah. if something resonates with Melody, that's full on cry. Cry. <laughs> cry. <laughs> so anyway, one of the things that I've been trying to commit to is bullet journaling. And I've been doing this since before I started even investigating ADHD. Love a bullet journal. It's the only thing that keeps yeah. me together. Really? You're oh, a bullet yeah. journaler? Oh, yeah. Erin, you contain such depths. For years. You, But you're also a compulsive calendarer. You do both? Yes. Huh. Okay, <laughs> I've been compulsive calendaring lately, and it's actually been helping. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I've been trying to bullet journal. <laughs> uh-huh. But my issue is that I don't think this has anything to do with the ADHD part of myself. It has to do with the perfectionist part of myself. I'm always like, if my bullet journal isn't going to look like the artist on YouTube's bullet journal. I don't deal with any of that bullshit doodling. Who has time for that shit? I don't know, but my bullet journal is so ugly. Yeah. Who cares? 
that basically all I've been able to do so far is just write lists and cross them out and then kind of do the carryover situation mm-hmm. and write more lists. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've been able to do. Cannot do more. I don't make a, a drawn out calendar. I don't do the tracking habits thing because I just feel like I'm not there yet. But my lady love this week is try to do something that is against your nature because bullet journaling is completely against my nature. Mm -hmm. I will turn the bullet journal into the task instead of using it to help me do my actual tasks. Oh, that's very ADHD. Yes. Oh my (laughs) God. And that's that's literally my life. Like Uh I spend so much time designing a fucking bulletin board and then Mm -hmm. never actually putting anything Uh on the bulletin Uh board. Jesus. So anyway, know your limits. Mm -hmm. And just if you cannot make a pretty bullet journal, just say, fuck it. Nobody needs a pretty bullet journal. That's not the point of it. Like, I don't understand why people draw plants all over it. <laughs> it's incredible to me because bullet journals started. I'm sorry. Here, here, bing, boom, bong. No, please um, tell lady me. Love bullet journal's barren. For me. I found out about bullet journals on a blog called Life Hacker. And it's it was a it was a GTD thing. It was a getting things done. It was a life hack. It was a it was a great it was a productivity uh, maximizer. Right. At that point. And then now it's been like hijacked. This has been years ago. And Mm -hmm. now it's been hijacked by this like Pinterest, like learn how to draw a fucking little cactus and do my calligraphy (laughs) letters and blip, blip, blip. And I'm like, why? Why do you need to draw October out and put leaves around (laughs) it and shit? The whole point of this thing is a productivity tool. Right. Why is it becoming an art? project it makes no sense if you want to do an art project do a fucking art project what are you gonna do look back on this and like frame it someday i don't understand well, the point people do they're like they're like and if you want to in your index write down the idea you had for a blah 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 and then in your index write down idea i had for a no. blah 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 so that you can refer to it and i just yeah that's I fine i cannot wrap my brain around I'll do I can't that. wrap my brain around that either. I'll put I'll it's, put in my index on page thirty four. It's my notes from this meeting, or on page whatever. It's uh, my it's my notes from this training or whatever like that, so I can go back and reference it. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is that you have a a planner that's not restricted to the planner format, so you can keep everything in one place. Yes, that's, that's my that's the usefulness. I give zero fucks about drawing a cactus doodle. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand why. I don't understand. I don't get it. And in fact, I feel like in a professional setting, if you take out your bullet journal and it's like a like a fucking watercolor painting of the American flag because it was just Fourth of July, everyone in the room is going to be like, "Oh, so she has more time than you oh, know, fair. Like, we're not <laughs> maximizing our use of this employee." Clearly, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So I guess that's my sort of lady love is like try to do something against your nature, but don't get super pissed at yourself if it's not perfect, amazing mm-hmm. or perfect. Yeah. Because can I just tell you how how much of a mind fuck it is to be a perfectionist with ADHD? It's so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so hard. I'm sure it is. <laughs> okay. What I- is your lady love? <laughs> Okay, it's this. And when this comes out, I hope fall is in like uh, full swing wherever it is you live. Uh, when mm. we're recording this, it's in full swing here in Alaska, but it happens about uh, three weeks earlier than everywhere else yeah. and for five minutes and then it's over. 
Right. But there's always a lot of, like, internet hate for, like, women who love fall. Like, the pendulum has swung the other way. Like, maybe five years ago, it was like, everyone was like, fall, pumpkin spice lattes and boots and sweaters and bonfires. Well, yeah. And now... I think that coincided to when, like, being basic became an insult. Right, exactly. And now the pendulum has swung far the other way into, like, all that makes you basic. And I think that this is preaching to the choir probably for our audience because it's like, Mm -hmm. we're going to like what we like and we don't give a shit what other people think. That's what romance novels are a lot of the time. Right. But it's just like... God damn it, this world is so fucking terrible right now. <laughs> like, there's so much terrible shit just swirling around all the time, no matter what side of anything you're on. It's just like, no. yeah. it's swirling and it's terrible and it's hateful and everything is negative and awful. And if, like, you want to light a fucking candle and that's what makes you feel good about your right. day, just like, just. Um, don't feel bad about getting a pumpkin spice latte because somebody's giving you a side eye because they're like, right. oh, she's basic. Just enjoy you your pumpkin spice latte. Candle. Yeah. Listen, do enjoy your fall. Enjoy your flannels <laughs> and your coziness and your bonfires and don't let anybody tell you different. Because right. you might be basic, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because fuck all y'all. Yeah, fuck all y'all. <laughs> That's just right. a lot of teenagers. <laughs> We'll be sexy wherever we want, gelato teenagers. Where are bonfires? You're Put just you're just afraid hats. of the awesomeness that is our riding boots, yeah, gelato exactly. teenagers. We want boots to zip all the way up. Well, I can't wear those, but anybody else can have the boots that zip. <laughs> I have teeny tight. I've listen. This is a tip. This is longer than the episode, you guys. It's just us talking about shit at the end. Is I have teeny tiny little feet. And big old fucking calves. So there's no there's no knee-high zip-up boot that can fit my lifestyle. Yeah, Fear. you know what? The nice thing about having boat feet is that I can also have barge-sized shins. Yeah, I've got meaty calves, calves and I mean. teeny tiny little foot-binding figure skater feet. That's the problem. Anyway. All right. Uh, I'm nothing okay. if not proportional. <laughs> Just that part right. of me. Okay, so you can find us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on Twitter at Heaving underscore Buddhisms. I'm never going to do this correctly. Facebook, (laughs) Heaving Bosoms Podcast. Uh, Facebook group, Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Listen, especially if there's meetups happening in the Chicagoland area, there are meetups happening in Louisiana. I saw a Minnesota go by that I'm not sure if it worked out. But if you're in Minnesota, there's people looking for other people in Minnesota trying to get together. Texas, I saw go around. So there are HB meetups happening. So if you want to have friends, get on the Heaving Bosoms podcast, Geriatric Friendship Cult. And did I miss one? Heaving Bosoms podcast at gmail.com. Email us. We're going to do a one-year anniversary episode where we're going to talk about emails and answer questions and do a mailbag and stuff. So if you got questions for us, send us those. Yeah, and my dream is if you have, like, a personal story about romance novels or whatever it is, like, I just want to hear about how this hobby, how this passion, how this world has impacted you. I think it would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our website is heavingbosomspodcast.com. It's always going to be a little late, but all the episodes will eventually matriculate to that website. Yeah, absolutely. 
and uh, join our Patreon. We have Patreon episodes as well. Oh, bonus yeah. content. Oh, yeah. We have bonus content for you that is super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is patreon.com slash heaving bosoms. Or if you go to our website, it's under bonus content. Yes. And yeah. So keeping a badass. And love yourself as much as you love third degree burns that burn real hard instead yeah. of slow, slow, slow burns. They can be slow too. Mm-hmm. Third degree burns can happen slow. Just yeah. stand still, bitches. <laughs> love yourself as much as you love. A slow burn that's actually burning. Yes. Yes. That's what we would like. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye, Mel. Love you, Erin. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.